In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. Cleveland. It's just me, just Jack. I'm solo podcasting today. So uh, we're discussing salary cap, Baker, and we've sort of laid out the contract before. So by all means, jump over to dogland.com. You can find that article where I went through, hey, what's the Baker extension look like? But we're actually going deeper, looking at the options. Um, this is all coinciding with an article that drops today at the dogland.com. Um, and it's just titled, Why Extending Baker This Offseason Could Save the Browns Over 30 Million. And we're looking at, effectively, the three different options the Browns have got this offseason. They can not give Baker a, th- a fifth-year option. They can give Baker a fifth-year option and no extension. And they can give him a fifth-year option plus an extension. So let's just look at the three, and then we'll touch on sort of what builds from there. So um, as of today, he's got $10.5 million left on his fourth year deal um, and the fifth year option would be 18.749 million uh, fully guaranteed so effectively you thus guarantee in both years which is just over 29 million so option one no fifth year option so they could decide hey we've got two franchise tags we could do after this first year um that after this sort of final year, what we're going to do is not extend him, not give him the fifth-year option. For me, it's just not a realistic route. If if the way the first six games have been played, that's stayed for the whole season, then by all means, I get it because he wasn't much better than Carson Wentz um, once we look at a six-game sample. Um, and if that stays up across the whole year, yeah, you look in another direction. The reason why... I can't see them ever going this route this year because if you want to do that, you've got to put the alternative on the roster now to bed them in. And are they going to trade up and draft a quarterback? No, it's just not realistic. Um, And for that reason, it just makes no sense. So even if you're not convinced Baker's the guy, you're still going to keep him on the roster next season. So why would you not have a fifth-year option why franchise tag a guy when you can tie him up for his fifth year already at less than 19 million? So it's just not a realistic route. So park that one. The fifth year option is definitely happening. To anyone that says it's not, you're not living in a realistic world. Um, you might have played a little bit too much Madden. Um, by all means, up to, up to the first six games, realistic. It was not great at all. We're running good. Um, but he definitely made amends for that in the second half of the season. So option two is a fifth-year option, but no extension. So I wrote a piece last off-season. I basically said, hey, let's look at all of the quarterbacks that have got extended as rookies. Was it bad decision, good decision? What data did we know at the time? And should we have sort of judged it better? Um, because, hey, there's still effectively fully guaranteeing 29 million 
the moment they do this over the next two years. So you tie and Baker in for his fourth and fifth season. But then at the same time, you're saying, hey, we're not sure Baker's going to be an annual top 10 quarterback over the next six seasons because you're looking at a four-year extension plus his fourth year plus his fifth-year option. So it's realistic. Obviously, we've seen what happened with Goff and Wentz where teams might go, hey, I don't, I don't want to tile this money up and commit to them um, because neither of them played a single snap and they've both been traded off in the two largest dead caps in NFL history. Um, and that, just to re- repeat that point, neither has played a single snap on their new deal. Not one. They signed their extensions after the third year. They played two more years with their team. And then they've left to join a new team for that sixth year, which is the first year of their new deal. Um, and the, the thing is with the quarterback market, you've got the handful of quarterbacks, Mahomes, Watson, Wilson. They've got bigger deals, but then basically everyone else is pretty much getting the same deal. The issue that lies is, is Baker Mayfield as good as Patrick Mahomes? No. Is he as good as Sean Watson? No. Is he as good as Russell Wilson? No. And if there's only two, three million between Russell Wilson and Baker Mayfield, that's really, really tough to make up that gap. You, you've got to talk about you've got an amazing roster and all the other players have to be the difference because if you're not able to overcome, obviously if Patrick Mahomes was paid an extra 20 million than say Baker Mayfield a year, then that, that's a lot of realistic gap where you can make that up by a couple of really good free agency signings. Um, but when you're only talking about a small variation, that then makes it really, really tough to sort of find that value where Baker's a cheaper quarterback. And, and that's what makes the quarterback position so unique in the NFL, but also such a challenge for the teams of you can't pay good quarterbacks. You've got to be up there in the when I'm saying annually top 10 quarterback, that's less than 10 quarterbacks. You're probably looking around seven quarterbacks there because we're talking, if we're going to extend him for another six seasons, two more years, plus the four-year extension, I want five of them six years for him to land as a top 10 quarterback for me to feel like that is, yeah, it's a good investment over that time that he's delivered to the level we want, that he's comfortably taken us to the playoffs. Then once you get to the playoffs, hey, it's a bit of luck. So I get this approach. Um, If there was no COVID, and I'll touch on why that's important later, this would be where I was going. Then we've got option five. I'm sorry, option three, which is the fifth-year option and an extension. So we're going to go straight in there with, hey, activate the fifth-year option, and then we're going to add on to that a four-year deal worth, I reckon it would be $136 Um, and there's all sorts of deals, bits in there. Go read the piece, read the stuff at the Dogland that I released purely on the Baker extension and what this deal looks like, where those numbers come from. Um, but this is a really fair deal. Um, it gives him his market value. Um, it backloads it to give the Browns maximum flexibility. And the sort of line comes with, hey, what if he's not good? What if we have to trade him off before he start, takes that first snap? The same as um, Carson Wentz, the same as um, Jared Goff. Well, what would happen because that third 
option bonus wouldn't actually kick in till the say it's, it's fully guaranteed, but it doesn't kick in till the third day of the new league year. Um, then we'd trade him off before that hits. And what that would do is that would leave a 32 million dead cap on the books when he was traded, if he's traded. So he's done two years and his fourth year, fifth year, and we decide actually it's not the guy for us. We're going to trade him off. It's 32 million dead cap, but that doesn't tell the whole picture because what we've done, rather than those first two years costing just over 29 million, we've got that down to 21 million. So there's an 8 million saving. So effectively the cost is 24 million for the Browns. That would be how much money you're eating if Baker turns out to be not the player we hoped. New team gets him at 21 million. First year's guaranteed, nothing else. Um, they're happy to take that on because, hey, that's a good contract. So it's certainly a very tradable deal if you took this approach. Um, the question of this, hey, is that 32 million on the books, 24 million of like real value from the extra you've paid and you, you potentially don't get a, new, a single snap out of that deal? Is that a risk worth taking? And, and that's genuinely the question you've got to come to. Hey, I'll touch on next the upside, but if this deal goes wrong, you're stuck there, 24 million, as long as you can trade off the deal, which it would take a disaster for him not to get traded off. We've seen Wentz got traded off. 24 million is the bucket you're left with. So let's look at this. Option two and option three, both are realistic. I've got no issue if the Browns choose one of those two. I, I've got no issue if the fan goes, hey, I'm, I'm fully in board with option two. Quite frankly, I probably started 60-40 towards option two, and I'm now 60-40 towards option three. Um, I'm, I'm not married to either one. Um, but the reason why I think number three is the right course of action. So I've already heard if it goes wrong, you're stuck with a 24 million bill. You've paid 24 million, and you haven't actually had a snap out of that deal. What if it goes right? So Baker hits. What would have happened if we waited another year for him to sign? And this is where we get into sort of the threshold. So Baker's, my proposed Baker deal comes in at 17.15%. Um, a Wilson deal is 186 A Deshaun Watson deal is at 19.7% of the NFL salary cap as an average per year at the time of signing. Jump over to over the cap. They've got some great deals there. Data on it all there. If we look at where the cap is, last year it was at 198.2 million and this is the number i'm using to get to that 136 million over four years so without covid the cap would have been 210 so just on that alone his deal would have been a if no covid 144 million over four years so just the fact that covid's reduced the cap i think we're looking at an 8 million saving which is is all right over the space of four years it's not earth shattering but if you wait a year's time i think it's realistic that the nfl salary cap could be 225 so if he just plays the same level it's 154 million point five well that's 20 million increase then if he actually performs at a russell wilson level and you're paying him more that's 167.5 million over four suddenly then you're paying an extra 31 and a half million just for the fact you've waited one year and he's proved you're right and he was a good player. That is a lot of money, that division between that. If we were talking, hey, it's the difference between 
144 and 154, quite frankly, it's nothing is the two and a half million meh. It's a year over four years is is negligent, really negligible, negligible because it's tiny. Um, then obviously, if you wait and say the 2023 cap is 250 million, if he's playing in that middle bracket, that's 186 million. This number start getting really out of hand. That's a 50 million increase based on if we do it now and we wait two years. That is the sort of line you're you're talking about. And then that two years, that that's just when he's going to start this deal. So if you went, hey, let's play out for year four and year five, rather than giving the franchise tag, let's extend him. That's costing you potentially 50 million more than if you sign that now. And so for me, that's your risk question. If we don't sign him, it, if if we sign him and it goes wrong, we lose 24 million. If we sign him, if we don't sign him and hey, he's, he, he shines, if we do it in a year's time, we're looking at 30 million. If we look, do it in two years' time, we're looking at 50 million. That is a massive, massive amount of money. So I'm willing to take the risk. Let's be aggressive and sign that deal because, quite frankly, if Baker's not the guy, the fact that we've got a dead cap charge and sort of lost 24 million isn't our biggest concern. It's where on earth are we going to get this backup quarterback? Tom Brady is not available every season. Um, and for that reason, let's be aggressive. And that's why I'm fully on board with get that deal done if it is going to be around the 136 over four because the saving and benefit you're going to make on that is massive. So that's there. Go over to the dog.land or dogland.com. Read the article. It's all there. It's all laid out. The Baker extension is individually in an article. It's all linked in where you can just focus on, hey, what's this extension? Now, where does Jack come up with these numbers? I've broken down the methodology of how these contracts are calculated, what numbers I'm using. Um, but no, as always, follow me at, at Jack Duffin on Twitter, D-U-F-F-I-N. DMs are open, so feel free to ask me any questions. More than happy to help out. If you've got any article ideas, by all means, send them over as well. Got any podcast questions we can cover on the show, we can do that as well. But no, as always, go Browns. Yeah.